Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words that breathe your life into our souls. We thank you for giving us this moment to meditate on your words, as you are our delight. May our meditations bring delight to you. In the most delightful name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen. Starting today, we will meditate on the first Timothy. First Timothy is one of the Paul's three letters called pastoral letters. The other two are Second Timothy and Titus. During our study in Second Corinthians, I told you that uh, anti Wright he said he would add a Second Corinthians to the list of uh, pastoral letters, and that's why I decide to select Second Timothy as our daily breath, a text after the Second Corinthians, so that we can continue to meditate on the theme of a faithful life and pastoral heart, now from Second Corinthians to the First Timothy. Today we will read Paul's very short but a very sweet greetings to Timothy. So let's read 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It's only two verses. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by command of God our Savior, and of Christ Jesus our hope, to Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul wrote this, his first letter to Timothy during his so-called fourth missionary journey, which the book of Acts does not tell us at all. Acts recorded three missionary journeys of Paul. The fourth missionary journey was a period of Paul's life which happened after Acts chapter 28. So context of this letter was the time between Paul's first imprisonment in Rome and his uh, coming second and final imprisonment and death in Rome. After Paul has gone to Rome and Spain, some false teachers came to Ephesus and confused the Ephesian church. So Paul sent Timothy as a troubleshooter and their new pastor to teach and guide them. In today's salutation, we can see Paul's deep affections for Timothy. I want us to feel Paul's love for Timothy or this young pastor in three ways. Three ways. And, and these three, three uh, observations come from three rare expressions in these greeting sections. First of all, Paul's indication that his command, his commission came from God our Savior and Christ our hope. That indication is very heartening and emotive. The phrase God our Savior is deeply rooted in the Old Testament and was common in Jewish devotional language. Jewish people, they love to recall God's acts of salvation repeatedly because they are bragging to the world that even though we are, we are a small country, but we are people of God and God saved us over and over again. So for instance, Virgin Mary, when she uh, received God's news, good news about, uh, good news, I'm, well, good news for us, 
that uh, you know, God's, God is coming on her and the news are mightily, the first thing she said was, you know, famous and magnificent was, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. God my Savior. So Paul was implicitly, implicitly saying, Timothy, and whoever read this, what I'm going to tell you comes from our Savior God, who backs up what he commands. Take your heart. Be strong and courageous. God will save you. God will save you. The additional phrase, and of Christ our hope, makes this greeting even more encouraging. Because hope in New Testament means not a daydream, not a wish, not a good wish. It means certain hope, fully confident expectation of an event promised yet not unrealized. So now, that's the first. The second thing I want us to uh, notice is that Paul's heartening introduction was matched with uh, his tender address to Timothy. Paul called Timothy, my true child in faith. My true child in faith. Timothy came from a mixed marriage. As you know, his godly mother Eunice was a Jewish and his pagan father was a Greek. They lived in the pagan town of Lystra, according to Acts chapter 16. And the most scholars think that Timothy was converted while he was a boy during Paul's first missionary journey when Paul was almost stoned to death in Lystra, if you look at Acts chapter 14. Paul was delighted with his young Timothy, and later in the second uh, uh, missionary journey, second visit to Lystra, he added him to his missionary team or entourage, possibly as a replacement of a John Mark. Do you remember John Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, who deserted the first mission team? And Timothy was a good choice because he became a lifelong member and partner of Paul's missionary teams and work. We see Timothy's name in many of Paul's letters. I actually fact-checked. And the 10 out of 13 letters of Paul, then Timothy was mentioned. Paul repeatedly told others Timothy was his son in Christ. For instance, 1 Corinthians 4.17 to Corinthians, Paul wrote, I sent you, Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. And also to Philippians, Paul said in Philippians 2.22, as a son with his father, he has served me in the gospel. So Timothy was a Paul's faithful, filial son in Christ. And today's description, my true son in the faith, reveals a Paul's special affection. The word true uh, is a different from the common, another common Greek word for truth. The common Greek word for true is alethes. Alethes, which means a true as opposed to false. But the, here, the true son, the word true here is a gnesios. Gnesios. If you stay it on later, I'll type it in the uh, uh, chat, chat box. Gnesios, which means uh, a genuine as opposed to illegitimate or fake. 
This word could be used of a child born within a legitimate, legitimate marriage. The implication in the figurative statement here refers, refers to quality of Timothy's relationship to Paul and also Paul's recognition of Timothy. Here Paul was not only fond of Timothy, but he was also confirming Timothy's spiritual position and authority as a legit, faithful Jewish Christian. As I mentioned before, Paul used a, a language in 1 Timothy more nuanced in Jewish lingos. I think the reason for that he wanted to legitimize Timothy's Jewish spiritual heritage. Remember, actually Timothy was not circumcised until he met Paul and when Paul asked him to join the uh, mission teams. So he's not necessarily raised, raised purely as typical like a Jewish boy. But Paul was saying, Timothy is more Jewish than anybody because he's a true Jew who believed the true Messiah. I also want us to uh, understand this. Paul never had his own children biologically, but God gave Paul many spiritual children. And I believe that's what every Christian, you and I, should go for. Having a biological children is a great blessing and sometimes a burden. Having a spiritual children is a greater blessing and sometimes a heavier burden. You know, every time I see a couple trying to conceive child, actually I question myself, do I try that hard? to conceive a spiritual child, a child in faith. You know, one great news about following God, sooner or later, God will bring us many Timothys. And the reason for us to be focused in the house church and this notion of a VIP is we want, to, we want many of us to have true sons and daughters in faith. Third, now we noticed another unique expression here. I call it triple blessing. Paul now reigns a triple blessing in the form of a prayer wish upon his dear disciple or son in faith. That triple blessing was a grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Christ Jesus our Lord. The standard Greek greeting was simply greetings, which in Greek is a karein, which Paul had changed into grace. So Paul usually say grace and creating a Christian greeting. And then often he combined it with a standard Hebrew greeting, peace, shalom. So grace and peace, that's a Paul's common greeting. But today, Paul added his typical greeting with a second, the middle one, in between grace and peace, Paul said, mercy. Mercy. Thus creating a triple blessing. And I think it is a triple blessing that grace, mercy, and peace is a very fitting to Timothy's you know, situation and his, uh, his, his person. Because... When this letter was written, Timothy was young. 
And repeatedly we see in, he, uh, in the Paul's letter to Timothy that, for instance, in the First uh, Timothy chapter 4, 12, Paul said, Let no one despise you for your youth. And also Second Timothy, Paul warned him that flee youthful passions. By the way, do you know how old Timothy was at this moment, around this time? John Stott, the great evangelical you know, uh, uh, teacher in Britain, he, he think Timothy was a mid-30s. That's what they call young. Uh, Paul must be old. Not only Timothy was young, but he was also timid. You know, that's why some people think that uh, Paul said in the 2 Timothy 4, uh, 1, 7, uh, 1, 7, that God did not give us a spirit of a fear, but spirit of a boldness and confidence of force. Timid Timothy needed encouragement. And Timothy appeared to have a fragile sort of a constitution. You know, so he has a psychosomatic uh, illness such as a stomach problem, for which Paul advised in, uh, later in the chapter 5, that no longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailment. So invoking the triple blessings of God, Paul was telling Timothy, be strong and courageous. God is with you, Timothy, my son. I'm also praying hard for you. And this is what the spiritual father does for spiritual child. What else can encourage us and hearten our hearts than prayer of grace and mercy and peace in Christ? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, today we want to express our special thanks for all your faithful believers who nourished us as Paul did for Timothy. We thank you for our Pauls, whether they were our biological family members or spiritual family members. We also ask you today to grant us our own Timothys, the true sons and daughters in the faith, starting with our own children and the children of a forest. Help us nourish our Timothys with a grace and mercy and peace. And also, Lord, grant us true Timothys through our BIPs. In the name of Christ, our true hope, we all pray. Amen.